Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, a lot to get into on this Monday. You want to start with Janet Yellen? Uh, Sure. Well, it has to do with the U.S. economy, the global economy, as it stands right now. Uh, And as a result of U.S. sanctions on Russia, you're seeing Russia and China getting closer, even closer than they were before financially. And a lot of other countries have started to shift away from the U.S. dollar. That's... Frightening. Potentially a very big problem for our nation here. Even European countries are worried about using the U.S. dollar as a standard currency and saying, hey, this might be an opportunity for us to take advantage of it, maybe enrich ourselves, maybe not be so reliant on America as the supreme superpower in the world. That's, I mean, if you like living in the (laughs) the most influential superpower the world has ever known, then this is really bad for us as a nation. I think a lot of people sort of have this attitude of, yeah, so what? So we wouldn't be the superpower. Well, so what? Mm -hmm. It affects everyone individually. There's a lot of so what there. Yeah. As far as when you're just talking about money. Yes. You know, our country's $33 trillion in debt. Mm -hmm. This trickles down at some point in time when you have to pay the piper. And so when you're listening to people that understand what the next steps of this are, it does become a little bit scary. And it would be one thing, at least in my opinion, if we had people that we knew we could trust to steer this ship. Like dynamic leaders in the world of finance. But who is this, David? Oh, this is Treasury Secretary Jenny Yellen. Who mm-hmm. her? She does not have a very diverse portfolio. Like seventy-five percent of it is in Werther's Originals. So yeah. this old bag was on CNN <laughs> and was being asked about uh, this changing dynamic and what it actually means and whether or not maybe all these sanctions on Russia aren't worth it in the end. Hmm. There is a risk when we use financial sanctions that are linked to the role of dollar at the dollar that over time it could undermine the hegemony of the dollar, as you said. Mm -hmm. But um, this is an extremely important tool we try to use judiciously. But uh, the Okay. Do you want me to just let this roll? No, no, no. Please, weigh in. I'm just going to state the obvious. I don't think anyone can say, you know what, those sanctions work just like we thought and said they would. Crippling Russia. Yeah. It didn't. It hasn't. So, I mean, it has come back to bite us. There's no doubt about that. But as far as hurting Russia, it doesn't appear to be so. I'm still still stuck on the word hegemony. 
It's okay. just dominance. Yes. I, I don't think I've ever used the word in my yeah. life. Yeah. It's okay, man. You can work it in as soon as you dominate something. It'll be all right. You ready? I'm going to hit Jiminy you. (laughs) But uh, the dollar is used as a global currency for reasons that are are not easy for other countries to um, find find an alternative with the same properties. Oh, my gosh, man. What did she just say there in 40 seconds' time? What she was trying to say is that... uh, the way I've heard it described is the U.S. dollar is still the best house in a bad neighborhood. Got um, But at the same time, when you're giving multiple nations a reason to come up with a different place, a different uh, safety net, so to speak, and you have other countries that are willing to step up to the plate, namely China, then yeah, you actually are at a risk of a big turning point happening if it hasn't already happened yet. Yes, I mean, and we can get into more of the countries that all of a sudden are like, hey, getting friendly with China. It doesn't look great for us long term. And as far as, you know, anything when it comes to money, I'm sorry to beat this drum again, but it told you everything you needed to know about Janet Yellen with inflation within the last couple of years. Um, Look, I I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take and um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time didn't fully understand. But we recognize that now. (laughs) Then it was too late. And that's one of the reasons we're in the mess we're in right now financially. Should be cooling pies on the windowsill somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) If you can do the job, I don't care how old you are. As long as you're together and you can do the job. But when you can't do the job, you're like, we didn't fully understand. <laughs> it's like, no, it's time to go. It's like I'm just picturing a NASCAR crew chief. and We didn't fully understand that the driver couldn't turn right. Um, I understand that now. Because every expert predicted it. Before as soon we as we peel him off the, the wall, <laughs> golly, I'm gonna personally apologize. All right, more on that a little bit later. <laughs> Who said crime victims are props? Yeah, the House Judiciary Committee is in Manhattan today having a hearing on crime. Uh, they featured witnesses who've lost family members due to New York's pro-criminal stance, oh, and man. Democrat Representative Hank Johnson. Well, didn't want any part of it. He was going after these MAGA extremists, aka family members of people who've been murdered. Hank Johnson is loved on this show, but not for the reasons you might think. Yeah. If you've heard the show before, you know why. I mean, one of the most clueless people to ever show up there. I can't wait for this. Like jackbooted thugs. They've descended on New York City using violent crime as their pretext. The MAGA Republican extremists are not interested in gun violence or even knife violence. The Republican witnesses who have used their time to criticize District Attorney Bragg have served as props in a MAGA Broadway production. Mm. The real purpose in coming to New York City. Can we have order? The real purpose in coming to New York City. Gentlemen, we'll suspend. 
Well, you just wait till the Giants show up. Because <laughs> when the Giants show up, then there's going to be real trouble. I'll they, tell you that. They don't care about gun crime. They don't care about math crime. One time I heard about a fella who got killed by a snow globe. Maggie extremists don't want to talk about that. <laughs> by the way, my Giants reference, if you don't know it, was yeah, right. one of Hank's all-timers when he was, well, he had to apologize later for even saying the word midgets, but he was talking about a, wasn't this some sort of union fight? No, it's not that clip. It's the different Hank Johnson clip. The one where he's actually, he actually says the, well, M word. Uh oh. Well, it's always the trifecta and we don't have time right now. I might, might be later in the show. There was Guam. He was afraid it was going to tip over. Capsize. Capsize. Because there were going to be, you know, too much military there. And then there was the balloon fiasco. And what was the whole thing with balloons? Imagine a world without balloons. Yeah, with the clowns with their funny voices with helium. The, yes, yeah. there was that. But I think a lot of people, their favorite has to do with... Midgets <laughs> against giants. The midget will not win the fight. I'm going to tell you that. You put 30 midgets in with the... Uh, giant? With the giant. Yes, thank That's you, where... Yeah. You put uh, the midgets together. Mm -hmm. The giants take real good care of the midgets as long as the midgets do what the giants want them to do. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to crush the midgets. <laughs> midgets. <laughs> yeah. So that's our old buddy Hank. Oh, Mega extremists man. don't want to talk about giant on midget violence either. <laughs> now they're going to crush the midgets. That's right. <laughs> Whew. Uh, other news from over the weekend. Uh, SNL, they're supposed to be funny, right? Yeah. What was this whole God. trans dude, skit thing? Dude, this was ridiculous. So a bunch of Republican-led states are taking part in common sense by restricting sex change operations for minors. But even though, you know, we've made it through thousands of years of human civilization without the need to give sex changes to kids, apparently this is really bad, according to the left. So in the name of comedy, Saturday Night Live brought in their first non-binary cast member to lecture America about how necessary it is for kids to have sex change operations. Molly Kearney is the person's name. Molly entered the weekend update, you know, the news sketch. Yes. Suspended from the ceiling in a harness. And this is apparently comedy on the left. I kept thinking, what am I missing? Yeah. It's just bad. I've been hung up on my genitals for far too long, and I'm starting to feel like a freaking Republican lawmaker. Hello! <laughs> for some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about frickin' kids' lives. We are making trans kids grow up too fast. We should be keeping them safe, what? and we need to lift them off. Oh, not, not me, them. <laughs> I mean the kids. <laughs> Jay, they got my pronouns right. Let's go. Then the applause lights are different, huh? Yes, so 13-year-olds should get puberty blockers and have their penises chopped off. And if you don't do it, then those kids don't matter to you. That's the argument? That's it? Okay. All right. And bring the receipts. And you don't want to talk about anyone that 
detransitions. You don't want to talk about that ever. Kids that now started taking puberty blockers have changed their voice, and they're like, this was stupid. How did anybody let me do this when I was 14 years old? You never want to have that conversation. It's the evil right-wingers that just want to, they don't care about trans kids. That's all you got. There's no other argument. And that's supposed to be funny? Man. Well, <laughs> You should put Hank Johnson on SNL. Now, it, it, it won't be, you know, funny the way you want it to be, but right. people will laugh. <laughs> None do binary. the open. That was yes. great. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you saw this from over the weekend, um, but Anheuser-Busch, you know, they've had a tough couple of weeks. I mean, all self-inflicted because of the relationship with Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light and all of that. And it's been talked about a lot. Um, but you know what you can do? You can put out a patriotic ad, and then everything will be okay. Did Bruce Springsteen narrate it? He could have. Okay. Uh, no, there's been a lot of backlash to this. I don't know if you happen to see it. It's the Clydesdales with Budweiser, and they want you to know that they're patriotic. Okay? Yeah. There's Comes in. It's big. Let me tell you a story about a beer. Rooted in the heart of America. Found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Okay, you get the idea, right? Yeah. Some 9-11 images in there. Yeah. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. Oh, Dude, people are ticked. They're, they're like, they were already angry about the yeah. Bud Light thing. That made it worse for so many people saying, really? You think that's it? You think we're that dumb? Just all of a sudden patriotic, and yep, we're going to come right back. No, up yours. The whole statement that was made from the CEO the other day, that made it worse. It's yeah. like misstep after misstep after misstep. They would have been better not even addressing it. Yeah, just point. move on. Yeah. Yes. And, hey, our customers mean a lot to us. We hear you and whatever. But they can't offend trans mm -hmm. people. No. So they're trying to do this dance. Doesn't Biden have a job for the marketing director? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, basically. Failed spectacularly. Might as well get a job with the White House. Yep. Wow. Man, so more on that as well. Elon Musk, now enemy of the left. Oh, he's going to be on Tucker Carlson's show? That makes it worse. And what he had to say. Get the part of that straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And seeing some of the comments to the Budweiser patriotic ad in response to the Dylan Mulvaney trans Bud Light ad. Yeah, it's really solidified now, hasn't it? Just that one 60-second commercial. Brandon Morse tweeted, if you're at a point where you're literally referencing 9-11 in hopes that it would make us fly over Yokel's run to the store to salute a 12-pack of Bud Light, you should just apologize instead. Yeah. Hoping we're stupid enough to buy this ad is insulting. Video producer Damon Imani wrote, this is a we're sorry ad. Notice the American flag, working class, farmers, freedom, power, all American values. High budget production compared to the selfie camera recorded video by Dylan Mulvaney. But gay writer Kurt Thigpen took issue saying, looks like they put this ad out to rehabilitate their image. 
Notice there are no LGBTQ plus folks. Cool, 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 he wrote. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Elon Musk in the news, isn't he always? Um, he did an interview with Tucker Carlson, and he was talking about the government agencies taking over social media. Um just a short clip. The degree to which uh, various government agencies had effectively had full access to everything that was going on on Twitter uh, blew my mind. Um, I was not aware of that. Would that include people's DMs? Uh, yes. Hmm. Wow. What do you think of that? It's awful. Yes, I think we know a lot more now than we knew before. Peering things- into your DMs that you were suspect of but now you know exactly what it is you know since we've gone digital with everything the Mm -hmm. way we communicate the way we bank the way we pay our bills it's freaking frightening sometimes when you think about who has access to your information well the the biggest financial news of the day was actually that apple is opening up a savings account that's got like a four percent plus ayp and so a lot of people are going to be opening up these savings accounts because that's a great return Mm -hmm. that being said think about what you're doing in exchange for that (laughs) i mean you really are you're you're giving apple the keys to your financial future and i know millions of americans have already done that through the apple pay stuff they already have a apple card they already go through that stuff and so for them it's like well yeah just one more piece of the puzzle but man to me when you start really trusting all of these companies all these big tech companies with your sensitive information and your money you're setting things up for a bad future potentially i'll just say that i mean remember i'll tell you dude where it gets confusing because you know possibly your own bank is involved in so much esg crap Mm -hmm. that you don't know where it starts and ends apple is another layer for sure no you don't know no you don't and you don't know if you take the wrong side who can who has access to something that is potentially harmful to you. Yeah. Well, you've talked about this for years, David. Mm-hmm. I take it you're not going into the No, I, I won't be savings. doing that. It's, it's tempting, but mm, no, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. And I'll tell you why. It's because of what happened in Canada when oh, yeah. the Canadian government froze assets of people who uh, were protesting the COVID restrictions. That's, I mean, theoretically, you could do that anyway if you're banking online. But, I mean, when you really pile it all into one basic service, boy, that's that's only a single point of failure away from you being screwed. I went to David's Bank this weekend, the Bank of Mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice all the teen takeovers of different cities and not in a good way? That and much more coming up right here. The Monthly Bank Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, Scott Robbins, the Sexy Boomer. Wow, chaos in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Hundreds of teenagers stormed the streets of downtown Chicago, smashing car windows, attacking bystanders, sending panicked tourists running from the sounds of gunfire. Six-year-old boy shot in the arm near the Chicago Loop. A 17-year-old boy shot in the leg. Uh, One woman told Fox 32... Uh, her husband was attacked from the driver's side of his vehicle and beaten after a group of teens jumped up and down on the couple's windshield. The guy was taken to the hospital after taking that beating. What is going on? It's it's lawlessness. That's what it is. And it, I mean, okay, 
And of course, if you're going to say this during a riot because of something that's happened, like in the summer of 2020, and you know, you're a person like one of us on the air saying, you know what, a lot of people just wait to protest. It's not because of a cause. You're just waiting yeah. to cause trouble. I think it proves the point. Yeah, they're not protesting anything. They're just causing trouble because they know nothing's going to happen. Yeah, they were uh, they were organizing this thing on social media. Yes. Uh, you know, I saw some local interviews where people were saying, yeah, we knew this was happening. We knew, that, you know, where were the cops? I mean, they showed up eventually, but where is the city on this? Well, it's weird because, you know, from that Fox report, the local affiliate said there was a big police presence, mm-hmm. but I mean, hundreds of teens flooded Michigan Avenue yeah. last night, smashing car windows, trying to get into Millennium Park, prompting a major police response. Officers were escorting tourists and visitors to their cars in the Millennium Park parking garage. Shots were fired in the crowd around nine o'clock last night near Michigan and Washington. And they talked to the one lady that's well grew up there. Said, yeah, "I'm from Chicago, and I understand kids having a good time." But- Yeah. Another male driver was injured when yeah, teens yeah. started jumping on his windshield, smashing it. Then they beat the man up as he sat in the driver's seat. He was taken to Northwestern Hospital. You can't put up with it. No. No. So, I mean, well, everybody's got different ideas. No one's going to like my ideas. At least Lightfoot's not there anymore, right? No, she's still there. Uh, she's out of office, what, next month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see what? Uh, yeah. Brandon Johnson, the and person the that's going guy. to re- yeah. replace her. They, they, said. Threw, they threw her out, but now you've got a guy who's like doubles down, if not triples down on everything she's done. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to demonize well. these people. Yeah. No, you no, Part, yeah, because he, we haven't given them opportunities. Yeah, Golly. Brandon Johnson, the mayor-elect, said, yeah, it's unacceptable. However, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. No, they've been starved of the real threat of a baton to the back of the skull. There you go. Now, I, I would stay away from the head, at least first. But no. No. A caning is in order. <clears throat> no, I... Seriously, I, you should go out there right now. If the mayor really wanted to stop this. Listen, I know this has been put up with in the past, okay? No more. You do this, cops have the sticks, Okay. Now, I'm going to advise him to stay away from the head area, all right? But you're going to get some ribs broke, all right? You're going to get beaten up. We're not doing this anymore. I think you treat it like you do luggage, like one of every five gets bleeped to open. You know, like one of every five gets cracked in the back of the skull when they come out. I I don't want to do, like, long-term damage, but, I mean, you know, be a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously you you haven't learned how you're supposed to act in public. They know this stuff is tolerated. They know nothing will happen. They continue to do it because there's no consequence to their actions, period. Just on the uh, monitor just a little while ago, Fox was doing the story about this over the weekend. And then they showed a video from San Francisco and then another one from New York, where in New York it was just a bunch of thugs that go into this guy's restaurant and tear the place apart. Yeah. Tables, chairs all over the place, and they can't. the owner can't do anything. No, those people should be beat. <laughs> no you question. can't put up with that. No, but if you can continue to make excuses, no opportunities. Oh, my God. Opportunity for what? Throw more money at it. I no, mean, seriously. 
opportunity for what? Well, exactly. These kids have been starved of opportunities. People have given money to causes to help kids in the inner city forever. Money is spent there. What opportunities specifically are you talking about? You can't fix crappy parenting. You can't. So what are you going to do? Just put up with this and say, it's just too bad because the parents, you know, it's, it's really difficult out there. And, you know, we're all run by white supremacy. That's, where, to, that's the start of it. Yeah. What are you talking about? If they made a living wage, you wouldn't have to work three jobs. They'd be able to parent more often. Oh, blah, blah, uh, blah. I know, blah. I know, I know. No, learn how to behave or someone will teach you how. That crap used to work. I, know. I, th- I think what they should do is play the record player. <laughs> play the record player at night? Make sure, sure the kids, kids hear words. Words, know? yeah. If they just heard words, then yeah, this they, wouldn't they, They'd be much better off, wouldn't the, they? Yeah. Uh, Make I, sure you have the record player yeah. on at night. <laughs> the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Right. Well, and I guess... <laughs> See, I he knew. He knew. I forget this part. It's, it's not that these parents, they, they don't want to do good by their kids they're just dumb yeah they're stupid they don't know, they don't know what, what to, to do. do we need social workers we bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children it's not that they don't want to help they don't want they don't know quite what to do yes the kids go out and they yes. jump on cars and break windshields and beat people up they they don't know what to do they don't know to say that that's not the right way to go about being a good citizen they just don't get it what insanity man Golly. All right, I know we got to move on. Golly. <laughs> it's insane. It is. It is. Can you imagine? All right, I, I'm going to play Old Man River. I'm just going to play it. A group of you and your buddies decide whatever, if it's a small town, a bigger city, that you're going to go and you're going to get groups of people and start jumping on cars and co- and cops show up. You know what's going to happen? You're getting a freaking beating. <laughs> I guarantee you. Well, you're getting a beating from the cop, and you're getting a beating from dad when you get home. Oh, yeah. yeah. The beatings will continue. Yes. <laughs> Until morale. <laughs> That's right. And behavior you improves. Stop jumping on cars. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Good you night. embarrass me for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the time of the show. We go around. Not the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention today, David. What's your story? Uh, Anthony Bass, Major League Baseball player. Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays. Uh, He has just become Twitter's main character because he tweeted out something completely tone deaf. Apparently his wife and uh, their two kids, age five and two, were traveling on an airplane. And one of the kids had some popcorn. And the popcorn spilled all over the floor. Because little kids do that. They throw food. He tweets out a picture uh, along with this message. The flight attendant at United... Just made my 22-week pregnant wife traveling with a five-year-old and a two-year-old get on her hands and knees to pick up the popcorn mess by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? Pick up your mess, dude. Well, who's supposed to clean it up? Yeah. Well, his thing is, well, that's the job of the airline employees. And no. I, well, I one, I don't think they nobody brought in the air marshal and held her at gunpoint to make her pick up the popcorn. It would be the nice thing right. to do if you're... And I'll just say, having been a waiter and now uh, the parent of young kids, three and one, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, a lot of times just the offer from the parent to clean it up, like, hey, do you have a broom or something? I'm sorry about this. A lot of times the employee will just go ahead and clean it up. 
Well, Absolutely. yeah, because there's an acknowledgement that, hey, I'm sorry, this is a pain in the neck. I don't, I don't right. want to do you wrong. And, I mean, as a waiter, like when I was waiting tables, a lot of times if the parents said that, I had no problem cleaning up the kid's mess. Yeah. Well, that's a very what? elitist type thing yeah. to do. Put them on blast after that. But, yes. I totally get You're it. Anthony Bass, okay? Knock it off. Well, the whole thing is they made her do it. I'm, yeah. I just have a hard time believing that. We can't get kids to behave in Chicago. Right. We have what? Some airline person saying, you will clean up the popcorn <laughs> or there's going to be a beating. <laughs> That's not happening. Well, that child will grow up not jumping on cars, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you throw popcorn now. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Maltov cocktails next. <laughs> yep. All right, what's your story, Scott? Um, well, a lot of craziness involving the climate change cult that's currently out there. We had global cooling, global warming, and now we're talking about uh, none of their predictions coming true, of course. They've changed it to climate change now is what they call it. Well, the new target for these people, I wish I could make this stuff up, but I can't. Uh, Joe Biden has called it existential. A lot of other people have, too. That is rice. Rice. Rice is to blame for around, they say, 10% of the global emissions of methane, a gas that over two decades uh, traps about 80 times as much heat as carbon dioxide. <laughs> Scientists say if the world wants to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, <laughs> rice cannot and will not be ignored. Now, I the problem they you, have man, is that's... banning rice would kill millions and millions of innocent people yeah. who rely on rice to eat. I had not heard the rice one before. Yeah, to be it's rice now. What are people supposed to eat? Bugs in this world. Yeah, just, just eat crickets. That's, that's it. That's, all that's the definition. Do. Bugs. No, in the reality, my is. wife thought that was a joke last week. I'm like, no, that's oh, for no. real. No, no, no. You know, when they talk about decarbonizing the planet, they actually do mean a lot of people dying. I'm convinced of it. That there are a lot of people who recognize that. Well, yeah. we we face a, a species, an existential threat as a species, and so yeah, if a few hundred million people die. So be it. At least then the planet survives. I, I do think there is a genocidal aspect to what they're talking about. Maybe not consciously, but that's the end result. I mean, now you're talking about what drying up all the rice fields in the world. Okay, you've seen you've seen the different studies and reports. If farmers and people that you know provide the food do what they're being asked to do over a ten year period, there will not be enough food to feed people, and millions will die. Yeah. And that's part of it. Rice, bad. Top chef bugs. Coming up next on the Discovery Channel. Uh, for my story today, a very inclusive New York uh, City venue has canceled an event with a feminist. Why? Uh, well, the feminist criticized gender reassignment surgeries. Oh, see, you can't do that. The Georgia Room um, backed out of hosting, and this was going to be on April 26th, the launch of British author Mary Harrington's book, Feminism Against Progress. Uh, because in the past, she has been very critical of child gender reassignment surgeries and has talked about people being butchers. And so apparently the inclusive venue in New York said, well, no, that that's not nice language. We can't have that here. Boy, the left, we've said it for a long time, eats itself sooner or later. Yeah, eventually they get around. Well, they run out of targets. Man. It's happening more, though, all at one time than I think we've ever seen. Yeah, I'm just trying to really wrap my mind around this idea that 
you have to go all in on the notion of giving sex change operations for children. Like if this yeah. were a South yes. Park episode 15 years ago, I would be I would I would never believe it. I would never believe oh that will never happen. Right. right. But now there's there's a whole segment very loud minority in society of mostly affluent liberals mm-hmm. who believe this is the hill to die on. You must provide sex change operations for children. Holy mackerel. And it is the full court press right now. And again, I mean, you pull the public, they're totally against it. There's something else going on. It truly is. But, I mean, as far as the fight, it, there is a fight for that right now. Yeah. And, I mean, you're talking about all these different states saying, yeah, as far as a kid wanting a sex change or something else, we're going to take that kid from the parents. Holy smokes, man. All right. Much more to get to. Um, update on Florida. Knives are out for Ron DeSantis. Next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. State of Florida is trying to take us all back 70 years. <laughs> this is really remarkable, isn't it? Because you had the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, actually show up in Florida to try to say what the governor right now, Ron DeSantis, is doing is harmful. It's hurting people. It's <laughs> killing the state of Florida. Four so many of, people are moving there. Four out of the five U.S. metropolitan areas with the lowest unemployment rates are in Florida, in fact. Florida had the biggest population gains uh, due to domestic migration of any state from July 2021 to July 2022. According to the U.S. Census Bureau's latest estimates, growing by more than 300,000 residents, Florida was also the fastest-growing state as a percentage during that period. That's the first time it has notched that top spot since 1957. Part of it also is the state uh, has one of the least generous unemployment benefits <laughs> programs in the country. So, wow, people actually have to go work. You can't just live off the state, huh? That's a good thing. Yeah. More people have dignity. <laughs> it's just so crazy. They're going so backwards, and all these people are moving there. Yeah. States like New York, Illinois. Well, California, most of those people that are going to Arizona or Texas. Yeah. Yeah, prosperity and low taxes suck. <laughs> yeah. Who wants that? Did you guys happen to see this story? This is unrelated. Just happened to see this woman that lived alone in a cave for 500 days and apparently liked it. Did you see this? No. Beatrice Flamini? It was an experiment to study our internal clock and how we react to extreme isolation. Okay, so scientists watched her the whole time, but she had no contact with anybody. She just had two GoPros so they could see her. So she went in in November of 21. She was 48 when she started, celebrated two birthdays there, but didn't know it was her birthday because she didn't have any clocks or calendars. And she stopped trying to keep track, they said, around day 65. She said she was shocked when they came to get her this past Friday because she didn't think she had been there that long. She would have guessed around 170 days and was kind of sad it was over, but it was 500 days. Wow. Was she eating bats? No, they would send her food. Oh, well, at least you got that going for you. Um, And she told them not to contact her, even if there was a death in the family. She did have a panic button, but she said she never felt the urge to push it. Wow. 
apparently she had to come out for eight days one time when a router had to be fixed. But she, at that time, she stayed in a tent alone and never talked to anybody. And that eight days didn't count toward the 500. Wow. But didn't have TV, couldn't read the news. And, you know, people were asking, well, how would you pass the time? She drew, she knitted, exercised. This is the interesting part. Read about 60 books. She also planned to write a book, but said she didn't have time to finish it. (laughs) Busy schedule down there. (laughs) This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Maybe you've seen Russian oil exports have rebounded to rates previously seen before. Well, they invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? We put a chokehold on them universally. Well, there are a lot of countries saying, yeah, but it's starting to hurt us. You mean yeah. other people ignored that warning and went ahead and did I mean, business with them anyway? Is that be, what you're telling me? Might be laundering the product through some third parties. Maybe. You know, maybe doing yeah. that or, you know, some countries just not recognizing it and saying, well, China's going to bail us out, so whatever. We'll ignore the U.S. Right. sanctions. Basically, what we were told about Russia and what was going to happen to Russia because of sanctions and other things that just have not happened. Seriously. And I mean this. Dude, it's harder to get three more cynical people after following this for years and years than the three of us. But if I'm to ask you honestly the question, if you go back a year from now, April 2022, from where it looked like Russia was early on, did you think they would be as strong as they are right now? Yeah, I mean. Economically? Well, it, it was it was kind of like whiplash because at first it was like, well, Kiev is going to fall in a weekend, mm-hmm. basically. And then it's like, okay, well, Ukraine is fighting back. They've been able to repel the forces because Russia's military is fairly incompetent. And I still believe that to be true. But when you have the overwhelming resources and numbers, then it really is just a matter of throwing wave after wave of able-bodied men into the field to overwhelm the forces that are being invaded. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I honestly thought that this could cripple Russia's economy. I don't think you're alone. I mean, I I did believe that. I, I did. I thought, well... Geez, really, what what do we get from them besides, like, vodka and oil, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because early on you had slept saying, no more, you know, Russian vodka. Right. I'm going to stop. I'm going to do my part. Right. Okay. Yeah. If Dylan Mulvaney would have sold Russian vodka, we could have solved the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Just just start putting that dude's face on barrels of oil as they're being shipped into Saudi Arabia or wherever. (laughs) Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, You know, we've been seeing a lot of video of what happened in Chicago over the weekend where hundreds of teens, and I mean, it was organized. We're just going to kind of take over the city and do whatever we want. Yeah. And if that means a little Robin and Luton, too, that's fine. Basically terrorize people. Yeah. I mean, I saw a video of this woman trying to get into, I guess she was trying to get into her hotel. And uh, and just a swarm of people surrounded her and just beat the crap out of her. What is this? Okay, and there's video. I mean, (laughs) 
when you think about AI and all the advances we have right now, can't they tell who these kids are? Oh, but but remember, a lot of the efforts to bring in facial recognition technology has been halted because of fears that it would be racist. <laughs> remember? No, I do. Yeah, yes. I, I, that's been an ongoing concern yeah. uh, that that the facial recognition may not be able to distinguish between uh, one black person and another black person. And apparently there are those who believe that the cops just take a computer's word for it all the time instead of actually having another set of eyes to look at and say, oh, well, that's not actually the suspect. Okay. Robot fragility. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever beat that woman up, that should be a public caning. I mean, immediately. You round that group of kids up. Oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, beat them with a cane in public. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this anymore. We can't have it. Goodness gracious. I would say televise it. Let everyone know. Now you got a bunch of Walmarts that are leaving Chicago, but what was the Chicago official saying about this? Oh, yeah. Well, so Walmart has shut down four stores in Chicago because of poor sales and crime, and apparently that's racist. Uh, State Representative Lamont Robinson, who's about to take over as the alderman for one of the districts losing a store, he spoke at a protest over the weekend, demanding Walmart keep the doors open. You're not in a position to demand anything. You don't run Walmart. And your cries of racism, I mean, people laugh at this now. We have food deserts. Yes, sir. And we wonder why. Yes, sir. Our communities look like they look. That we have violence every single day. Speak the truth. Wait a second. This is Chicago. Yeah. Defund the police. This is what you get. People run into Walmart, steal everything. You can't you can't make a profit. What store is going to stay in business? Damn. Well, you got DAs that won't prosecute them anyway. Yes. I mean, well, there's no downside to this. Oh my! God. It is just not on us. Yeah. It is on the corporate citizens that come into our community and ravage our community. Ravage? They're leaving. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. You're. Why are you? Why are you mad that they've ravaged your community or whatever? I mean, if, if anything, you'd be like, "Great, I'm glad Walmart's gone. They've ravaged our community." Yes, that's a good point, David. And Walmart, you should be absolutely ashamed of yourself. You are the reason. Yes, you should be in business to serve us and take it. I just love this blame shifting. Of course. It's Walmart's fault. Yes. Not the unruly jack wagons that are stealing everything. No, it had nothing to do with that. That our communities lack the investment that they have. We deserve. You no, you don't see anything. that's where you're wrong. Yeah. See, uh, this whole worldview I think got shaped at some university because this isn't reality. Yeah. See, this isn't the way it works, dude. We deserve, and we we deserve, deserve. to be able to shop. Yes, sir. Work. Yes. Play. Steal. Yes. In our own community. And man, when this stuff goes down, it's like when the Walgreens were closing in San Francisco and whatnot. <laughs> I do. I feel really bad for for the majority of people who go shop there to get their drugs, to get their uh, to get their food, whatever it may be, or who work sure. there. I feel bad for those people because the majority of the people who go to that Walmart are not there to steal. They're not there to uh, nope. to assault anybody, shoplift, or whatever. But man, when you allow that small minority of people to do basically whatever they want with basically no consequences then this is this is what happens 
I mean, well, that's your territory. You should be out there saying we've got to prosecute people. Yeah. Okay. We need this done so that Walmart can make a profit. Yeah. That's the reason they came here to begin with. Yeah. But you're, you're, oh, go ahead. Now, all I was going to say, and it's just, it's just an off comment. Um, At some point, if we ever run for office, can we get somebody to follow us around? That just everything you say, there's like, yes, sir. We have food was, desert. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I need she to, was on it, man. Really to good. To be able to shop. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I need more of that in my life. I need somebody to just agree with me all the time, no matter how nuts it is. Yeah. Yes. Just anything you say, Scott. Yes, sir. That'd be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> there you go. That's like Vern with the Masters in 86. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. okay. Switching gears. Um, I just happened to see the headline, Get the bleep off my campus, you Nazi. Oh, boy. And I'm like, whoa, what's that all about? Uh, this was a trans activist berating uh, Turning Point USA members, really. Oh, boy. And flipping over their table. It, it's interesting because the, there's nothing anti-trans as far as turning point usa what they have on their table like all of their you know little flyers and pamphlets and whatnot but you wouldn't know that from this one protester that walks up and you know yeah no you just support the genocide of trans kids and you want ever, everyone is born to die yeah no that you is do. such an assumption the what of trans kids the genocide, genocide. You support that. Who is supporting genocide of any child? No one. No one. But that is the talking point from the left with this trans issue. It's all they got. Yes. That's it. That's the argument. You do not affirm and say that it's a great idea to put kids on puberty blockers and mutilate their genitals, then you want them to die. (laughs) It's insanity. That's what it is. Yes. That's such an assumption, right, with all of that Right. What is anti-trans on the table? <laughs> that dude is about as chill as you can be. What is anti-trans on the table? What, name one thing. Anti-trans on the table. <laughs> Your TPS, TPUSA, you dumb <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> my campus. And then get the bleep off my campus after turning over the table. Because he couldn't answer the question. Once anti-trans on the table. Well, you're Turning Point USA, you dumb bleep, which automatically means you're anti-trans. Mm-hmm. Man, they're a violent lot. They really are. Well, well, I could sign them up for a caning too. Well, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody for reaching any sort of level of violence because you, you, what, what the left has done is they've targeted a mentally ill community and told them that people are committing a genocide against them. Yeah, so that's really true. I do. I mean, I think part of my compassion for just your everyday person who's confused about their identity and whatnot is that they have been told, they have been lied to, that there's just this wave of people coming to kill them. And so when they lash out, I I can understand it. I don't, you know, I don't agree with it. I can understand it, but it's basically you have the left taking advantage of mentally ill people. It's totally true. Not many people put it that way, but it's true. I mean, I suppose we should say this every time so it's clear. Anybody that has gender dysphoria is confused 
yeah, there's compassion there. You feel terrible. You wouldn't wish that on anybody. Mm-mm. But for people going through it, your stance is the only way forward is puberty blockers. Get these kids switching to the opposite sex as soon as possible, or they could die. When you know the studies show 90% of those kids will have grown out of it by the time they're 18. And that this is a social contagion, especially with young girls. They know that. If every hospital in the country, in the world, if every hospital decided they're just going to do this gender reassignment surgery for free, it'd go away in a hurry. Wow. They're going to say, you know what, just because we don't want the genocide to take place, we'll do this for free moving forward. You'll, you'll never get a bill. The taxpayers won't be charged out of the goodness of our hearts to save the planet. Here's what we're going to do. It's stop. I don't know that I buy that, but it's an interesting take. Do you buy it, David? Not completely, but it is an interesting, uh, I think, counter argument to the uh, to the radical uh, activist class. Why are you, you know money's involved, right? Absolutely. Why aren't you demanding that these hospitals do it for free? After all, I mean, these people yeah. are are literally going to die, right? That's every hospital. Like, Whoa, we, we don't, we you know, we can't operate that way, well, you know. It's <laughs> interesting. Um, Anheuser Busch put out a statement. Maybe you saw that. It's been in the news. Yeah, the uh, the CEO Brendan Whitworth put out a statement in response to the backlash to the whole Dylan Mulvaney. That dude who is identifying as a girl, actually, like a, a child. Yes. <laughs> and uh, uh, they did some little promotional campaign in coordination with him. And uh, so there's been backlash, obviously, and he put out this statement. As CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago, I'm responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people, and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history of supporting our communities, military, first responders, uh, sports fans, and hardworking Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. If you have a problem with us supporting this lunacy, you hate the troops. That's basically what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Why don't you just say, you know, we're in the business of bringing people together. We're in the business of making money, okay? And our overlords told us, be trans-friendly. And we caved. Just tell the truth. Jeez. News update next. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know, if you have a black conservative, what does the left call that person? Uh, Uncle Tom or the black face of white supremacy. Yes. Uh, apparently that's Tim Scott, if you watch MSNBC. Yeah. Jonathan Capehart with Tara Setmeyer. She is an advisor with the Lincoln Project, by the mm-hmm. way. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, the, no, the Lincoln Project, uh, the, the actual name you may be more familiar with is the Pedophile Protection Network. Yes. They've got some no, Not as many people know it as ranks. that, but yeah. yes. Um, Capehart sets up talking about Tim Scott this way. I find Senator Scott fascinating, a black Republican who isn't too shy in talking about race, but whose views on race can be problematic both within the GOP and in the general public. So, I mean... 
am I giving him too much credit? <laughs> okay, that's how it starts. You look as confused as all get out, baby. Problematic yeah. to who? Right. You just say it. That's what they do all the time. Yeah, there's no name attached to it or organization attached to it. Just throw it out there. It just leaves the viewer thinking, oh, mm. what he has said is problematic. Oh, must be bad. Yeah. No receipts on it. What do you mean? No. Nothing. And then here you get this woman. Listen, uh, Tim Scott, bless his heart, is trying to make a name for himself now, taking advantage of the fact that Republicans every election cycle need a racial pacifier. He's their racial security blanket in the race. Given all of the context of what's gone on racially with uh, Trump and Republicans over the last few years, and even after... Which is what? <laughs> you stop here like, well, which is what? Then she goes on. Even after the 2012 election cycle, when Republicans did that autopsy and found that they had got to diversify the tent if they want to survive as a party. Well, instead, they went in the complete opposite direction. But the one constant has been good old Senator Tim Scott, the lone black Republican in the Senate. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. It. I don't understand if you can't see that as racism toward Tim Scott. Isn't he an individual with his own thoughts? And because he doesn't mm. think the way you do. Oh, bless his heart. Well, oh, yeah. Just a prop, isn't he? Well, I mean, it is also interesting for her to be talking about him being basically a tokenism when she's with the freaking Lincoln Project. <laughs> Bunch of bitter, barely functional, alcoholic old white guys. Yeah, that's true, man. Um, Something else we're going to have to get to at some point is still the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, talked about the, quote, unrest over the weekend, which you will not believe. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, this one just uh, just hit the wires, as they say in the news biz. Forty officers of China's national police have now been charged in a transnational repression scheme targeting U.S. residents. They were operating what what amounted to a police station in new york city holy smokes this is this is a wild story so now they're being charged by the doj <laughs> uh, yes scott china's yeah, no, already you, operating here you can't a police station yeah i here's my thing defund the chinese police <laughs> do it right now <laughs> uh more on that and a statement from Trump that'll probably make you laugh coming up. Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, news update, David yeah. Van Camp. The Justice Department making some big news just now, unsealing indictments involving Chinese espionage in the United States. This is crazy, man. In no the first doubt. case... Two people have been arrested for running a Chinese Communist Party police station in New York City. Basically, the government of China uh, opened up an overseas police station set up. Uh, this was set up by the Ministry of Public Security uh, out of China. They didn't obviously tell anybody that they were running a law enforcement operation in lower Manhattan, but they were. And then when the feds... How do we not know? When <laughs> the feds actually... Uh, caught up to them, and they destroyed a bunch of evidence, apparently, uh, you know, shredding documents, deleting communications that they'd had with their handlers overseas. 
How long was it there? That is not in the press release. Wow. Um, I, was there like, were they undercover? They, was it like a buffet or what? I mean. Well, it's, I don't know if they were operating out of a buffet. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Just asking. It's at least been since 2022 that they've been operating this, uh, wow. this scheme. So, and then 40 officers of China's national police have been charged in this intimidation scheme. They set up fake social media accounts to harass and intimidate dissidents living in the United States. Now, they are not based in the United States, according to the Justice Department. They are somewhere in Asia, if not in China itself. I wonder when Fauci's going to say, hey, don't be accusatory right. toward China. Right. All right, don't do that. I mean, you got all these Democrats out there and some Republicans saying that, well, they're they're not our adversaries. We're, we're competitors. Dude. They're not our adversary. They're setting up police spying agencies in lower Manhattan, man. Come on. Because we've talked about so many times, China's money is everywhere in the United States. It bought off a whole lot of people. Yep. And we've had a whole lot of politicians sell us out for their own gain from China. I'm not saying this particular case with the police state. Holy smokes, man. That is wild. China. Yes. <laughs> Just hearing Trump say China always kills <laughs> always. me. Always. Always cracks me up. Oh, you had a clip of Trump that we needed to get to. Oh, yeah. China. Well, uh, he spoke at the NRA convention in Indianapolis. And as usual, part of this was a stand-up routine. Uh, he was talking about Democrats going after him with everything they've got. And then the stories that Democrats really want to run against him. And he was kind of uh, countering that. Okay. They're the party of disinformation. Remember that. What they say, you can usually go the opposite. They say, oh, yeah, we want to run against Trump. In the meantime, they got 5,000 prosecutors after my ass. <laughs> we want to run against him so bad. We're going to run against him. That's the guy we want, Trump. By the way, please take him out of politics. Please get him out as fast as you can. <laughs> I can't help it, man. It does make yeah. me laugh. <laughs> no doubt about it. Man, I can't help my mind from doing this. Can you imagine if Trump were president and you found out that Russia set up shop in the United States? Oh, oh yeah, like the yeah. Chinese Communist Party just did? Yeah. Yes. Oh, we also have an update on Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. Yeah, outgoing mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, was talking about, what did they call it, the teen takeover of yeah, downtown Chicago? Yeah, teen takeover. That's people were exactly being assaulted. Yeah. There were yeah. mobs of people climbing on cars and smashing windows. And... Macing eyes. They tried to get into the Art Institute. They tried to break yeah. into the Art Institute. Well, you had a bunch of people just visiting the city. Holy smoke. Not walking around, you know. And you're... It's a new theme. Yeah, and with that mayor and the other mayor, you know what it is. Oh, it's going down. Robert Quint knew. <laughs> They're prophets, bro. Nostradamus of music. There you go. So she says, hey, let, let's not demonize these teens. Yeah. Yeah, so, so a reporter was asking her. She did some event at a library, and as she was walking out the door, a reporter asked about, in his words, was the mayhem uh, that ensued downtown over the weekend, and she took issue with him describing it as mayhem. What? Are you kidding? Do we have audio of this? Did you send it to me? Uh, yeah. Oh, you did send it to me. I didn't even see it. Oh, we got to hear this. 
The problem with the word mayhem. Yes. Okay. And, and here's the thing. The mass majority of the young people that came downtown came downtown because it was a great um, weather and an opportunity to enjoy the city. Oh, my yeah! God. You've got to be freaking kidding. What? I mean, I know there was a guy getting pulled out of his car. I know a six-year-old got shot, but hey, mostly peaceful. They Beautiful were there day to enjoy the city. The, city. Yeah, the kids are having a good time. The weather was nice. <sighs> I mean, yeah, we had kids jumping on cars. What kid doesn't like to jump? You like crisscross, jump, jump around. No, that wasn't crisscross. It's just because all those kids live in trampoline park deserts. Yes, that's they want right. to jump, that's and you're denying right. them the opportunity to jump, so they jump on cars. They opened that's one up, and people were stealing the trampolines. And they had to close. That's absolutely entirely appropriate. Um, there are a few that came with different intentions, and they have, they have, and they will be dealt with. No, they won't. Yeah, of course not. They're, it's like what a total of 15 people got arrested. How many of them were actually still in lockup today? Right. I would love to know that. Yes. Are they going to be held for anything long-term if it was a repeat offender? No. Let right back out. Um, but I'm not going to um, use your language, which I think is um, wrong, uh, to say that it's mayhem. It was a riot. Yeah. Okay. You have hundreds of people disturbing the public peace trying to break into places mm-hmm. assaulting people yeah they call that a riot mm-hmm. you saw the video you saw yes it. i mean everybody's seen it right there was a group of people was a woman just wanted to get back to her hotel room yeah they circled around her and beat the crap out of her yeah I wouldn't call it mayhem. <laughs> that that well, looks like mayhem to me. It was hard to see, but so many of them had picnic baskets. They just wanted to go sit in the park and <laughs> right. have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> and some chips and enjoy the afternoon. <laughs> it, was, it was a beautiful night in downtown Chicago. Most of the That's kids right. were just there. You know, they were playing that old-timey game where they were... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they were pushing a hula hoop down the street with a stick. You know, they were just really enjoying some time playing hopscotch, playing jacks. Man, yeah. After that, it was a quick game of kick the tourist. Yeah, right. <laughs> it spin the bottle. <laughs> Whichever tourist the bottle points at, beat the crap out yeah, of them. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, good game. God, Man, I can't. I can't believe I just heard that. I, we should. I can't it shouldn't believe even be that. a surprise. I, I don't. I don't believe it honestly because she's on the way out. Exactly. What do That's you have thing, to the, gain by that? What do you have to gain yeah, by, yeah, by trying I, I to diminish what, what was happening? Seriously, you're done. Maybe she really does believe it. You you can't see the video and believe that. You can't. You can't. There's no way you could come away from I, it going just a bunch of kids having a good time. I wouldn't think so either. Um, the thing is, you release them to their parents. Five minutes later, their parents don't know where they are again. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the the clip we had earlier, the lady said, "I grew up in Chicago. This is a parenting problem. I don't where yes, the parents know where the kids are. No, what, they don't. You know, what is going on? Jeez, man. Okay, we'll just keep rolling the incredible audio clips from the left. And I know David hasn't heard this yet. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Boot Edge Edge. Oh my gosh, you yeah. have heard this. I have, yeah. Okay. Um, the most fatal car wrecks in America are caused by anti-black discrimination. Okay. New, new stat for you. How does that, that work? One. 
I don't know. Uh, roll it. We've got a crisis when it comes to roadway fatalities in America. We lose about 40. By the way, and he's talking to Al Sharpton over oh, the weekend. Okay. okay. Thousand people every year. It's a level that's comparable to gun violence. And we see a lot of racial disparities. Black and brown Americans, tribal citizens, and rural residents much more likely to lose their lives, whether it's in a car or as a pedestrian being hit by a car. There are a lot of reasons uh, related to discrimination, related to uh, the, even the ways that roads are designed and built. Who has access to uh, a safe uh -oh. street design? Unbelievable. The guy's uh -oh. unreal. This is his go-to position for Fact, everything. Uh, racist <laughs> Yes. Racist bridges. Remember that one? Yeah. Couldn't get the bus under yeah. him. To paint the picture... I've seen this with David a hundred times. You can see the eyes starting to glaze. Mm -hmm. But then when he finally had it, his eyes sort of roll into the back of his head and his hands come out like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean I've mean, i lived in a neighborhood where it was not completely uncommon to hear about somebody getting hit by a car. And you know why? It's because people were walking out in the middle of the street. They weren't yeah. walking, you know, 20 feet over to a freaking crosswalk. And if you want to talk about racial disparities, I know people get really uncomfortable by this conversation. But yeah. when you look at most car versus pedestrian uh, incidents, a lot of those do happen at night. And I'm sorry to say it. It makes people uncomfortable. But if your skin is darker, people can't see you at night. It's no, just, it's I mean, a fact. It's the way, it's the way light waves work. Sorry. I understand. To, sorry That's if that hurts your feelings. always wear the bright clothing. Right. Oh, yeah. People, if people walk or jog at night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what he's saying is then that accidents with cars are racist. Uh, I'll go back five seconds and then there's like 12 seconds left. Okay. And then you can totally understand right. where Pete is. Yeah pandering i mean giving information okay. again even the ways that roads are designed and built who has access to uh, a safe street design that's got crosswalks and good lighting who doesn't have that access that can drive disparities and we have a, a responsibility to act on that is this why bml protesters were beating up cars yes okay Just i don't know because <laughs> they're angry at them because yeah, i guess circling yeah, cars I, yes. wondered, I don't know you to fight against cars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but then, but then, gas-powered cars, especially. See, but here's the thing that also drives me crazy. Having yes. again been a reporter covering city councils uh, in multiple cities, anytime there's an effort to bring bright lights to city streets, especially in the inner city or the hood or whatever, <laughs> yeah, I know where it, this is. Going. It gets called racist because that's light pollution. Yeah. Every time somebody tries to do something, if you're worried about darkened streets, every time you do it, they, they talk about how, well, it's kind of racist because really what you're doing is enabling the police to patrol those, those neighborhoods. Or you're affecting right. the, the light pollution, which affects uh, mental health and, and sleep patterns because if it's too bright outside, you can't get a good eight hours of sleep. And therefore, you're more likely to develop all sorts of health issues and whatnot. Well, they're yes. not doing that in the white neighborhoods and all this stuff. It's like, <laughs> make up your mind. What do you want? I think it's a great idea. If your city says, hey, we want to put up uh, more streetlights on this particular street because a lot of people keep getting nailed by cars, good, do it. But don't bitch about it <laughs> for crying See, out loud. It's Monday and David's already broken. 
the left has broken him. <laughs> I'm so, so sick of this week. crap. I know, dude. The, here's the thing, and we all just should know it because it gets more comical as time goes on. You know what the goal is always? For something to be racist. Yeah. And if you try to solve the problem, something else pops up as racist. It never ends. No, it's whack-a-mole. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I saw this on a lighter note. Some people are calling out things that were good before they got popular. Oh, God. Elvis Costello. (laughs) (laughs) Used to be a lot with musical artists. Oh, yeah. Um, Some saying it's happened with garage sales, yard sales, and flea markets. Because reselling vintage things is hot, the prices for people's junk has skyrocketed. Got ruined. The Food Network used to be good. Used to be a good place to learn new recipes and techniques, but now it's filled with reality competition shows and over-the-top stuff. Because that's what most people want to watch. Want to watch. Yeah. I know. The data's there. They don't just finance shows for the heck of it. They don't want some boysenberry pie recipe for an hour. Yeah. Uh, Voice acting. Used to be good. Used to be professionals who did amazing work, but now every animated movie and audiobook has celebrity actors as the voices. They're good at it. I don't know about the... Yeah. Well, sometimes not really. I've I've had some audiobooks where it's like celebrity readers and they're not very good. Yeah. Etsy <laughs> used to be filled with talented people, handmade items. Now it's accounts reselling stuff from Walmart and Amazon. <laughs> Food trucks used to be cool. Yeah. Now they're trendy. They're charging restaurant prices. People aren't happy with that. Um, streaming ster- uh, services becoming more and more like the cable companies. That, you know, that's the reason people chose them to begin with. They were lower priced and better quality, but not anymore. Youth sports used to be fun for kids. Now it's parent-driven. Well, that might be true to that one. (laughs) None of the people there were a chubby kid in youth sports. (laughs) Wasn't always fun, okay? (laughs) Get it to David. News update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, the China story is still crazy to me, man. That's the big yeah. breaker today. Yeah, yeah, that you got a couple of different cases now announced by the Department of Justice. One where uh, two guys living in Manhattan have been arrested for allegedly operating a Chinese state police precinct, essentially, <laughs> in Manhattan. Spying on dissidents, keeping track of where people were going. They've been doing this for about a year, I guess. And, boy, that's <laughs> concerning, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I just saw a story, too, where people from China are trying to get into the United States up through the southern border. Yeah. There's Why been a huge... You? Yeah, there's I mean, been a huge going, increase in Chinese nationals. Ten countries. Yeah. You know, and trying to pay, and you got boat rides where you think it's going to capsize, all this stuff. And then you get here and you find out, yep, police state. <laughs> you got bust up to New York City. Yeah, they found you. No. They want to know what you're doing. It's just crazy. Um, you had a story about Morgan Freeman. I thought this was interesting because race is always a big topic of conversation. Yeah, he's said yeah. this before. He's, yeah. This isn't, yeah. Uh, he is not a fan of Black History Month, first and foremost. He said that before, made some waves a few years back saying that. And uh, during an interview with the Sunday Times over the weekend, he said, uh, he doesn't like the term African-American either. He says, Black History Month is an insult. You're going to relegate my history to a month? Also, African-American is an insult. I don't subscribe to that title. Because I don't know 
where this came from. Well, actually, it was popularized in the 80s by Jesse Jackson. Yeah, I'm guessing Morgan Freeman just looks at himself as an American. Yeah. Yeah, who's black? <laughs> yeah, all of us. Yes. Andy Dufresne got This to is him. the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I mean, big news out of the Department of Justice today. The uh, DOJ has arrested two people for running a police station on behalf of the Chinese government in Manhattan. They actually set up shop and they were keeping tabs on some people that maybe the maybe the Communist Party didn't take too or think too highly of make sure they were kept in line yeah and we're not exactly sure how long this was going on but at least last year yeah at least in the last year they've set this up and uh then they've also charged 40 individuals who are based in china or uh, they said some are in china some are living elsewhere in asia uh but they were running a social media scheme to try to harass and bully and keep tabs on uh, dissidents who were on social media. Wow. Wow. People got suspicious when they did the shop with a cop thing at Christmas. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, you never know what kind of news you're going to get in a Mm -hmm. day, and you're surprised. That is wild, man. I know it is. Yeah. Then you wonder how many other similar stations are set up around the country if they did it in one place why wouldn't they do it elsewhere of course makes sense well and you know when you hear you know some sort of expert that understands our relationship with china and how china has infiltrated the united states in so many different ways and the end goal is to take the united states down basically i mean it's concerning there's no doubt about it and I don't think it's exactly top of mind for most Americans. So when you hear a story like that, you're like, oh, my goodness. They're in places where you, we don't even know they're at. Wow. Different story, something that's going to affect a whole lot of people in the United States. And for different people saying, you know, this isn't getting as much as attention, as much attention as it deserves, is the little noticed revamp of federal rules on mortgage fees this is going to cost us all a lot of money if you have decent credit and you have a mortgage that the new rules known as loan level price adjustments or llpas are going to be happening on may 1st that are going to affect the mortgages at private banks nationwide from wells fargo to jp morgan effectively tweaking interest rates paid by the vast majority of home buyers. And this is happening from Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And this is to subsidize high risk home buyers. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> here here we go again. I know, exactly. So it's yes. it's basically padding the stats in order to make sure that 
banks don't take the hit if high risk uh, loan recipients uh, can't pay their bills. Yes. New federal rules. That's where it starts on mortgage fees will offer discounted rates for home buyers with riskier credit backgrounds and then force higher credit home buyers to foot the bill. Golly, man. We've already seen this movie. Yeah. It's equity, bro. What is this? Uh, you remember, was it Bank of America that was looking at, at expanding high-risk uh, mortgages uh, specifically to, uh, I think, Hispanics and African Americans? Might have been. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. The issue uh, that that we all saw in 2008 was that you had too many people buying homes they couldn't afford. Yes. So Why you had would Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac <laughs> doing those loans, and then all yeah. of a sudden, well, too big to fail, yeah. and then the government bails them out. So this is a preemptive bailout, essentially. Yes, they're, that's exactly. what it seems like. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. they're socking away the cash now, knowing that there's going to be a substantial number of people who who default on loans. Yes. Awesome. Cool. So, according to industry pros, pricier monthly mortgage payments for most home buyers. An ugly surprise for those who worked for years to build their credit, only to face higher costs than they expected as part of a housing affordability push by the U.S. Federal Housing Finance Agency. Again, that's the way the New York Post mm -hmm. words it. Um, what was it? A mortgage loan originator told the Post, it's going to be a challenge trying to explain to somebody that says, I worked my whole life for high credit. And I've put a lot of money down, and you're telling me that's a negative now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's about time the irresponsible had a voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. They also talked to uh, David Stevens, served as Federal Housing Administrator Commissioner during the Obama administration, who said, it's unprecedented. My email is full from mortgage companies and CEOs telling me how unbelievably shocked they are by this move. And it says this could further complicate the strenuous mortgage application process and add more pressure on a core segment of buyers in a housing market already in the midst of a major downturn. Oh, buddy. Mm -hmm. So from what from what you read, is this does this apply to new mortgage originations, more new loans, or are they going preemptive or are they? I don't know. In other words, if you already have a mortgage, are they tacking some hidden fee on now, or is it just moving forward? I'll be honest with you. From reading the piece, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, you could say, hey, ADHD boy, didn't you read the fine print? <laughs> I just saw it, saw this right before mm -hmm. we came back, and I'm like, you got to be I mean, freaking kidding me. I mean, either way, when you've got a, a situation now where because – interest rates being where they are the housing market by design is cooling off a little bit yeah if you are somebody who's in a position a good position to buy a new home and you find out it's going to be more expensive now might you rethink that you might you saw a different version of this story scott was your understanding that it was yeah. going to affect everybody yes that's what my understanding yeah. was I, and again i did a quick read this morning of the same article though yes yeah. But, I mean, you're going to have pushback from people saying, wait a second, man, I was locked in. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not actually the mortgage. It's a fee. 
I don't know if that's what they're going to say. We'll mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. It's the Ticketmaster way of doing things. <laughs> Just tack on fees. Here's the price. Well, yeah, but there's a fee. Yeah, yeah, handling and, you know. It... All right. Katie Porter. We uh, got to get to this clip. Garbage, I haven't heard this garbage. yet. Yeah. So Katie Porter has not only we went over this a little bit uh, last week, uh, some of the documents from her ex-husband's restraining order came out where she like assaulted him. Yes, California him. politician yeah. Katie Porter. By the way, I, I think that bears repeating because we never hear it said that way. What? The ex-husband's restraining order against yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. And very... It, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, she's a Democrat representative. She's running for Senate out of California now. And, uh, yeah, the, the, apparently she was abusive towards her ex-husband. Now there is some back and forth about it was a nasty divorce and was he making things up? Was he exaggerating things in retaliation for the whole divorce thing? Either way, man, generally in these kind of things, the, the truth lands somewhere in the middle. Yep. Where mm-hmm. he alleged, though, that she assaulted him with – freshly mashed potatoes right among other things wouldn't let him have a cell phone which dude have some self-respect come on um but anyway there were also allegations that she was not very kind to and in fact abusive towards staff members i mean she fired a, a, a veteran for having covid <laughs> remember the, this yeah. a staffer oh, yeah. got covid didn't know that the person had covid went to work and then turned out, oh, no, I tested positive, went home. But Katie Porter then got so upset that this person had been patient zero for the office that that, that person got fired. Yep. Because they got sick. Just garbage, man. So yeah, she was on the lawsuit. Bad yeah, person. So really she was on, on The yeah. View and was asked of about, she was. I want to give you a chance to talk about some of these allegations of a toxic work environment. Okay, go ahead. Look, I am incredibly proud of my staff. The book is actually dedicated to my staff and my volunteers. And I say this in the book and the dedication, and it's true. Um, I may stand in front of them, but they are really the ones leading the way. Um, For every viral moment you see, for every whiteboard that I I get the words spelled correctly and (laughs) I know what I'm talking about, there's a ton of amazing people behind me and helping me, and I'm so grateful for them. You know, I think we see... Before this goes on, this... She reminds me, she's like the poster person for, you have so many good people in America that would like run for school board, Yeah. but then you know you'd have to serve with some kook like this person. Yeah. You're like, oh, forget it. I can't do it. That's what she mm-hmm. sort of embodies. You know, I think we see, and I saw this as a professor, certainly, um, female professors, particularly women of color, um, get much worse teaching evaluations. Yes. Um, and, and even when the, you know, all the professional evaluations are the same. And so we see this again and again. Yeah. Lots of the so-called bad bosses um, are women and disproportionately people of color. I think it's really unfortunate because those are the very voices we need more of in our government. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm proud of my staff. I'm proud of the relationship we've built. I'm proud to have them as my team moving forward. We need good voices mm-hmm. with intelligence. I don't care what color. I don't care if it's man or a woman. We just want the best. You need not apply. Because she's not. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, okay. Should have done a potato toss on stage. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, I just have a point of clarification. The, yes. the mortgage story that you just, that's for yes. new, new home buyers. Only for new. Yeah, whenever you get a new home loan, you get all sorts of different fees that get rolled into a monthly payment. And in this case, 
yeah, it would be for uh, if you have a higher credit score and a larger down payment, that might actually add more fees to your monthly bill. Got it. To subsidize high risk, uh, uh, high risk buyers. See, I love that. And you can hear it for yourself. This show plays out like real life. <laughs> you got the Gen Xer. You got the boomer saying, oh, it's going to cost us. I can see it. Yeah. Calmly, David says, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. hold on. Let's see here. No, oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's not going to cost. It still sucks. It does but, suck. Don't but, get me wrong. Yeah. Well, but if you're, in the, if yeah, you're right. in the market to buy a home, and a lot of people yeah. are. Well, yes. If you already have the mortgage. It's, yeah. I'm going to touch that for all for now. For now. For now. Um, what's the story, David, with the British teacher that oh, was forced gosh. to apologize for oh, what? God, yeah. Story. Uh, teacher claims that she was left humiliated after being made to apologize to pupils at a private girls' school for calling them girls. There's a classroom full of girls at an all-girls school. She walks into work one day, says, good morning, girls. And okay. uh, there was a big complaint that was made, and she had to apologize and then was essentially oh forced goodness. out of her position um, a as the new contract uh, rolled along. This was reported first by The Telegraph here. Uh, and it came, this whole controversy actually came, wouldn't you know it, uh, less than a week after there was a diversity and inclusion assembly on gender and pronouns. And so these kids had just sat through this whole demonstration, and then when the teacher walks in and sees a classroom full of girls and says, good morning, girls, why would you assume that? Then it's a controversy. Apparently there was a protest. There was like a oh. walkout. People wrote all their pronouns on the, on the chalkboard in protest. You know, I, I hope in the future, because and they got fired anyway. Well, in the end, managed out was the term that she used. Okay, all right, yeah. Where they say, you're going to need to apologize. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. You know why? And you just go Chevy Chase, original vacation, because you're all bleeped in the head. <laughs> okay, I'm not apologizing for nothing. You're all freaking insane. There's boys and girls, and I say, good morning, girls. You know why? Because it's a classroom full of girls, you freaks. It's early in the week to be losing it, isn't it? Yeah. Gosh, dang, man. I like watching this. Yeah. All right. A report on Gen Z. You want to hear this straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update. David yeah. Van Camp. House Republicans are holding a hearing in Manhattan over uh, crime in New York City. And they have a bunch of witnesses, people who have been affected by soft-on-crime policies in New York City. Uh, Madeline Brame is one of them. Uh, her son was killed in a stabbing. Now, Democrats on this committee are really stepping on the rake because they're, ba they're basically just downplaying the mayhem that has existed in New York City. And they're, they're kind of just saying, I, I, these people here, sorry for your loss, but you're being used as a political prop. <laughs> Nothing Democrats did that enabled any of this. It's I'm amazing. I'm dumbfounded by it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Representative Dan Goldman, who actually represents New York uh, in Congress, uh, was, well, trying to talk down to Madeline Brame, who was not having it. Oh. 
Roll that. This is a charade to cover up for an abuse of power that they are going around talking incessantly outside of this hearing about Donald Trump. And the purpose of this hearing is to cover up for what they know to be an inappropriate investigation. Now, I look forward, many of you are Can I in respond New York City. To you, please? No, not right now, because I only have 20 seconds. I'm sorry. But I, I do want to. Don't insult my intelligence. That uh, you're uh, not. Hang on, hang on. The gentleman's time. I'm not insulting you. You're trying to insult me time. like I'm not aware of this, what's going on frame. here. Thank you. Okay? I, I'm fully aware of what's going on here. Gentlemen, I will suspend. Gentleman gets another 15 seconds. Thank you. That's why I walked away from the plantation of the Democratic Party. Committee will be in order. Whoa. Hot (laughs) damn. (laughs) Yes, man. Walked away from the plantation of the Democratic Party. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, it's not the first time that's ever been said, but pretty appropriate right there. No doubt about it. Also, if we have time a little bit later, we'll be hearing from uh, Jose Alba. This is the bodega worker who defended himself and killed somebody. And Alvin Bragg charged him with murder initially. Yes. He he spoke. So we'll we'll be having that audio a little bit later. Excellent. Um, Oh, the quick piece on Gen Z is that they love voice memos, not text now. (laughs) And it's interesting why as they're talking about this. Because especially with the pandemic and everything, people started craving human interaction. Text didn't quite scratch the itch. People wanted to hear human voices, just not long, boring phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I get so it. the voice memos right. became popular. And I'm laughing at myself because some of my kids prefer to communicate that way, just with something recorded. Um, Seven billion are sent every day now. Wow. Yeah. Watch out, you're getting plenty tonight, boys. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, if you had to pick one, the biggest story of the day, what would it be? It's the Chinese spying uh, story. So the Department of Justice has charged two people with operating a police station in New York City uh, on behalf of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Okay, and they're just... Tabs on people. Yes, like surveillance, yes. make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. in the United States. Maybe a little bit of uh, threatening and intimidation going on there. <laughs> it's a fascinating story, and it's really concerning. Because as you know, we were talking about earlier, you don't know where else this is going on either. All right. Get to an update on that. The Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day, all coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Got the trifecta coming up in just a few. News update again, David Van Camp. Well, the House of Representatives, the Judiciary Committee, is having a hearing in New York City on crime, which, yeah, there's a political angle to this, obviously. It's being held in the same jurisdiction as Alvin Bragg, who has just charged a former president with a crime without really explaining what laws were broken in the service of said crimes. Yes. Uh, And so they want to highlight victims of crime as a result of Alvin Bragg's and other progressive uh, ideologues' views on crime and punishment, Uh, (laughs) namely that they seem to be pretty pro-criminal. One of the people speaking is a guy whose story we've talked about uh, a few times, and it's quite a saga here, a guy named Jose Alba. Worked at a bodega uh, in New York. 
and uh, was involved in an altercation. A guy, somebody tried to steal some chips, and then her boyfriend comes back and uh, tries to rough him up. He gets stabbed in the process, and then he killed the, the bodega worker, Jose Alba, killed the assailant. Total self-defense. We and, all saw the video. Yeah, we all saw the video. It's obvious what happened here. He was in fear of his life, and he defended himself and, and killed another guy. Well, he got arrested and initially charged with murder and was held at Rikers Island for like a week. until they, And then eventually they dropped the charges because the political pressure came down. Never forget, Alvin Bragg is a political animal, and he is absolutely uh, going to follow whichever way the wind is blowing, whatever way that he can keep his donors happy. That is well said. Um, And so Jose Alba was testifying today, and here's part of what he had to say. When I came before the judge, the prosecutor said I was being charged with murder in the second degree. They asked for bail, even though so many people are being let go these days, and I couldn't afford it. I spent almost a week in Rikers Island before bail was lowered and I could be released. I was forced to endure the harsh conditions on Rikers Island as an innocent man. I still don't know why I was charged with murder. My story is one that should not happen again. Crime does not discriminate on the basis of a political party. It needs to be addressed by law enforcement on the street and by prosecutors in the court. But it has to be aimed at the people committing crime not an innocent man like me. And the next time an innocent man does nothing but protect their own life and self-defense from a violent attack, they should not be made the villain, but instead treated with care and compassion as the victim. Yeah. I 100% agree. Thank you, sir. Part of it was he, he says that he didn't really get proper medical treatment after being shipped off to Rikers Island. Oh, yeah, because he got roughed up. Because he, he got stabbed. Yeah. And uh yeah, they didn't they didn't treat him. He says that he still uh is struggling to find work because basically he has panic attacks going into a uh, uh, a closed situation like a small corner store. I wouldn't blame him for that. In some ways and it reminds me of that case going on in Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sent to prison for shooting the guy with an AK. Yeah. That's crazy. But oh no, it's murder. It's not self defense. Yeah, you know, you know, he uh, he asked the question. I don't know why I was charged with murder. I know exactly why. Because the message is, you're supposed to just take it. The yeah. message is, you are not supposed to react when somebody threatens you. Just be a good little sheep. Yep. And do what we say. We've said it on the air before. I think I said it demonstratively one time. I thought for sure you were going to play that clip on me time and time again. <laughs> kind of glad you didn't. Well, now I'm dying to hear it. Well, it's, shut up and take what? it, female dog. <laughs> that's you know, Sometimes you just lose it a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what they want you to do. They don't ever want you to right. fight back. And if you do try to defend yourself, then, well, we can't have that. Mm-hmm. No, that's not the way it works. Nope. Goodness gracious. Good. All right. You ready for your big three, Rob? Yeah, let's roll. Okay, roll it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three today. Always helped by his hero, 
I'm Casey Kasem. Yeah, we went and saw a band on Saturday night. Thanks, Casey. Gotcha. I appreciate it. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, uh, speaking of self-defense and law and order, it looked like an armed citizen uh, saved the taxpayers of Houston a little bit of money by taking out an armed robber. Pretty good story here. According to Houston police, a guy pulled into the bank to withdraw money from an ATM. It was the Chase Bank on the uh, southeast side of Houston, 7 o'clock Saturday night. The guy was uh, the, he's going to take the money from the ATM. An armed suspect then comes around the corner as the guy's taking his money out, orders him to hand over the money. Detectives then said the victim reportedly began to comply until the suspect began to pistol whip him. That's when police say someone was driving by, saw the crime happening, pulled out a gun to defend the victim. Well, the dude that got out of the car to defend the victim shot the guy in the leg and the foot. Several shots were fired. Suspect taken to the hospital, stable condition, probably going to be all right. Authorities haven't said if the armed rider fired any shots back at the Good Samaritan. But in this case, good guy with gun takes care of bad guy beating the hell out of somebody for their money at an ATM. Wow. And for that, my friends, he should get an award. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> there you go. We're getting closer and closer you know, to number one. if he was in New York one. City, uh, Alvin Bragg would have had him on Rikers Island Absolutely. Now. He would have. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Two. God bless Texas. Okay, yeah. Uh, number two, uh, I, I don't know what this story is in uh, relation to, but a <laughs> teacher is still sending nudes to students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A married, they're usually always married, aren't they? Former Oklahoma substitute teacher was arrested this week for allegedly making out with a 15-year-old student, sending him nudies and touching him inappropriately. This is where the story gets bizarre. Emma Delaney Hancock, she's 26, just isn't your every garden variety substitute teacher at Wellston Public School. Her husband is the police chief of Wellston, Oklahoma. Oh, buddy. (laughs) That's not all. Hold your applause. According to the residents there, her dad is the mayor of the town. (laughs) Holy smokes, (laughs) daddy-o. Sunday dinner's going to be a little awkward, isn't it? Oh, man. The conversation will be weird. She appeared in Lincoln County District Court on Thursday. Afterwards, she turned herself into the county jail, released after posting $50,000 bond. I don't know if her dad or her husband was responsible for the bail money, but she's out now. Gosh dang! <laughs> if, your dad, if your husband being the, the chief of police of the town and your dad being the mayor is not enough to stop you from sending nudies to a 15-year-old boy, I don't know what is. Say it again. I can't. <laughs> the Scott Robbins. Holy smokes, man. Top three of the day up to number one. And her mom's a brain surgeon at the hospital. No, I'm kidding. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Freed, this left-wing loony in, uh, in Florida who ran, and ran for governor and mm-hmm. failed uh, miserably, uh, she tried to dunk on Republicans, and it backfired, <laughs> as it usually does. She thought she was being really cute. Nikki Freed tweeted out, Republicans have no idea what women want. Hey, at least we know what one is. <laughs> you don't <laughs> and of course the dunks continued after yeah. that that usually the same springboard generally uh yeah she got 35 percent of the vote by the way in the gubernatorial race in florida so i know what they don't want they don't want you <laughs> and there you have it there you go scott robbins trifecta 
did see this over the weekend. 44% of Americans think AI will end humanity. Oh, dude, did you see that thing on 60 Minutes last night? I did not. Oh, damn. Holy smokes. Well, what was it? Well, they, they've got, I mean, this AI thing is insanity, right? All these people that are working on this technology. Yes. And you've got these two robots, and they're playing soccer against each other. And they know each other's weaknesses and strengths because it's been built in. And you can do that within like 27 seconds. Okay, having not seen it, does it look like does it look like Terminator, like 1984 kind of, running yeah. like that, or is it more fluid? I can tell you, I, it's the only time in my life I've ever paid attention to soccer. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they move fluidly. Yeah, they do. They like okay. run their little robot legs and they kick it and <laughs> put their arms up to knock it down, and it's crazy. Wow. And they showed like these... These AI constructed men and women, and they've got these vocabularies, and they can take Hemingway and advance Hemingway mm. authors, like in twenty-seven yeah. seconds, they can put a spin on something or or make another conclusion. It's crazy. Yeah, or take uh, artist lyrics and then yes. write new songs. Write new songs. Yeah, yeah. it's no, wild. It's unreal. On the same poll, is they were talking about okay, what are the things are you worried about like taking us out? Nuclear weapons was number one oh, at seventy yeah. percent, and then another world war at sixty-seven percent, Armageddon or an act of God at sixty-two percent, fifty-six percent said a pandemic, Ugh. climate change down at fifth at fifty-three percent. It's very Westworldy kind of feeling. You get these robots are running, going to run things eventually. Technically, yeah. all of those could, yeah, be the same event. Absolutely, saying, yeah. You know, they could. AI because gets the, a little bit trigger happy with the nuclear weapon, starts World War Three. Yeah. Uh, even if, even if a hot war goes on, I mean, yeah. what are you losing? AI soldiers? You just keep pressing forward with whatever you got. I mean, it's insanity. <laughs> it is, man. I'm, I'm, it freaks me out. I know. I know. Well, I don't obviously. even like kiosks, self-order kiosks. I don't like. <laughs> Let alone this. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Other people are worried about an asteroid. An asteroid? Yeah. Oh. Like 50%. Yeah. And then uh, global inability to have kids like in The Handmaid's Tale. Mm. Oh, That's at 36%. <laughs> Wait a minute. But, it, but if you've never read the book, you, you might have heard about Handmaid's Tale through the abortion rhetoric. And I would assume that in Handmaid's Tale, based on the idiocy of the left talking about it all the time at nonstop, Mm-hmm. That the problem was is that too many people were procreating in The Handmaid's Tale, and these evil men wouldn't let them get abortions. <laughs> right. You Are go. you telling me that maybe these left wingers have been completely misrepresenting Handmaid's Tale because they're insane? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Last stat from uh, this survey, because they also asked people, "How long do you think we have left on Earth?" Um. And it seems like people are either really optimistic or very pessimistic. 18% of people think we'll be gone within 10 years. Oh, boy. You think of it like that? That means you look around, the next 10 people you see at work, two of them believe that in 10 years we're all going to be gone? Yeah. Really that high? 10 years? Um, But 18% think we'll be around a million years from now. Yeah. In some form or another. Yes. The asteroid problem is easily solvable. Just get one of those AI guys, put a 44-inch Hilrich and Bradsby bat in his hand, and they swat the thing out.
Just for if you're playing along at home and listening and you heard some sort of boom, that was actually Robbins who did like a bat swing. move and hit his own microphone. Swing, I did that. Broke my thumb, but I'm okay. <laughs> All right. News update and Nimrod's in the news. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, <laughs> I think it's interesting reading some of the reactions from uh, what happened in Chicago over the weekend where it was the, whatever, teen takeover, mayhem in the street. Yes. And I like how uh, CWB Chicago, a, a news outlet in Chicago, um, put it, why is it that there seems to be so much hand-wringing over what to do about the troublemakers, the people who were beating people, the folks who were pulling people out of their cars. Why Why is there so much hand-wringing? It's like, yeah, okay, you can have after-school programs for the kids who want to get along, but I, I just want to read what, what this person said. Okay. Um, As with nearly everything, a very small percentage of people cause the problems. Address them so the vast, vast majority can enjoy themselves. The problem isn't that young people want to enjoy downtown. It's that the city lets a handful of jackasses run rampant to ruin it. Yes. There will always be a very small number who want no part in park programs or opportunities. Address them directly. They will always cause problems. That's not hard to figure out. No. The people who were committing acts of vandalism or assault or shooting people. They are not going to be swayed by midnight basketball, okay? <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's, they're not. They're not going to say, oh, you know what? I'm not actually going to just uh, 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 mug somebody who is trying to get into their apartment. No, right. they, they're, they don't care. They got crappy home lives probably, and the yes. government can't fix that. Nothing. The other thing do. is, man, there are a few that are beating people up and causing those issues. There's a whole lot more that still are stopping traffic. Yeah. And how many of those kids, because what do they think? You know, when we all get together this time, it's just going to be fun because the weather's good. No, you know this crap's going to happen. <laughs> Stay away from it. Oh, excusing bad behavior. Oh, my gosh. Lends itself to more bad behavior. Yeah. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Man, a story I'd like. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start, well, in Oregon. um, And I'll just read from part of this uh, report because, again, a stolen tiny house. <clears throat> yes, stolen tiny house was recovered by the Benton County Sheriff's Office in Oregon after deputies arrested a man who they say had the home near his residence. He stole the house. Dang. <laughs> yes. Deputies had already arrested 21-year-old Bo Dale Monroe <laughs> on five other charges when they spotted the tiny house near his residence. It had been stolen from Junction City back in January. Sheriff's Office confirmed with Junction City Police that the 79 Corsair trailer coach that had been converted into a two-story tiny house was a match. Uh-huh. The police department provided detectives with photos from for the uh, home's owner. Yep, that's the one. So deputy seized the house this last Thursday, also found a couple firearms. And since Bo Dale 
<laughs> had a restraining order against him, it was illegal for him to possess a gun. Yeah, tiny guns. <laughs> <laughs> Your nickname's Tiny, and that is Nimrod's in the news.